0: We heard the psalm this morning create in me a clean heart O god and renew a right spirit within me and here we are the last sunday of lent we're lifting up the psalm 51 which is one of the most exquisite penitential psalms it's a heartfelt prayer and a plea for forgiveness for restoration it's full of remorse and it's brimming with both praise and yearning for the healing power of God's mercy. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Give me the joy of your saving help again and sustain me with your bountiful spirit. You know, the last time we lifted up this Psalm was at the beginning of Lent on Ash Wednesday. It's like a spiritual bookend to the season. You know, bookends that hold our self-examination, the repentance, our amendment of life together. And the other day in my office uh, at church, I was looking at the bookshelf and I was struck by how bookends hold the stories of our lives, our world and our faith together, just like Psalm 51 has held Lent together. And on my bookshelf i've got a bunch of pretty quirky bookends which i love i've got one set with a little figure of a person on one side and a figure of a person on the other side and each of them are like pushing up hard against the books with their whole being and another set of bookends where they are prayer hands you know left hand on one side and right hand on the other holding the books in prayer And then there's my favorite one. It looks like a person diving through the books, like the back end and legs on one side and the head and the rest of the body popping out the other. And it struck me that in a way these three sets, the ones holding up and the ones praying and the ones diving through, they're like the arc of what we do with our own stories and our own lives in Lent. We hold up our lives, we hold it. We dive into them and we pray into them. And it's all wrapped up in God's love, wrapped up in this bookend-like prayer, wrapped up in Lent with Psalm 51, wrapped up in the prayer to create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. And there are many ways we bookend life by time, the seasons like Lent or anniversaries and birthdays. And each set of bookends creates a container, an invitation into the stories within, into prayerful reflection, into observation, into growth. or holding, diving into and praying the stories. And this week with the horrific murders in Atlanta, I was stunned to find that my sermon three years ago, the last time we had these same readings, it was the last Sunday of Lent in 2018, right out the gate, that sermon dealt with gun violence. And it was the week of national protests after the mass murder of the 17 students in Parkland High School in Florida. It's not a bookend I want. Gun violence then, murder, violence, and hatred towards the Asian and Pacific Islander Americans today. These bookends with the Black Lives Matter movement in between, the white supremacist-driven insurrection at the Capitol, that all erupting in between. And these are the stories of our nation and the reality of domestic terrorism the reality of violent white supremacy and misogyny. This violence is killing our Asian American and Pacific Islander siblings, killing black, indigenous people of color, killing gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender people, and killing women. So These are the stories we need to admit exist in our lives, in our land, on our bookshelves. These are the stories and the voices we have to recognize, to hear, and then to proclaim truth. These are the books that God does not want us to keep writing. But if we don't look at them, our nation will not stop writing them. Racism, misogyny, white supremacy will rule. And this week, our reluctance to do that, our reluctance to look at the reality and hatred of hatred and violence against our AAPI siblings, was was right in our face. As soon as the news came out, that very first day, the law enforcement officials saying the murderer was just having a bad day, or the second second of all all the early media coverage focused on the shooter. There was nothing about the victims and then the instant acceptance of the murderer's assu- assertion that his shooting spree was all about sex addiction and uh, sex addiction and not racially motivated as if implicit bias doesn't exist as if institutional and structural forces of racism don't influence us influence this this land and and hurt Asian and Pacific Islander Americans, as if that isn't real, and as if racism intersecting with misogyny doesn't go back to the founding of our nation. I mean, just here in California, you know, I never learned as a child that thousands and thousands upon thousands of Chinese migrants built our railroads with substandard pay and horrible living conditions, I mean, akin to indentured servitude that at that time, countless Chinese women were brought in as sex slaves. And to this day, there's continuing fetishization and trafficking of Asian and Pacific Islander women. I know that Angel Island up in San Francisco Bay, that immigration center became a detention center for immigrants from the Pacific Rim, akin to what we have at the border with Mexico now. I never learned in any of my history classes all the way through high school that we had Japanese internment camps. For all those of us who are not of Asian descent, we need to learn these stories if we don't know them. And we hear, need to hear the voices of the ignored today and make visible what our culture wants to hold invisible. This is a sacred invitation and it's a painful invitation, but it's an invitation to hold these stories and to dive into them with open hearts, with open minds and open souls. because God is calling us to confront violence, to confront white supremacy, to confront patriarchy and all the ways they demean us as individuals, as a land, as in our world. It's a sacred invitation to look at all the ways these forces of evil intersect and combine and demean and deny the humanity of everyone, deny that we are all created in God's image. So this is a time to bring these experiences together to dive in no matter how difficult it is, to pray in and through each bit, that we may know in the words of the psalmist, that we may know our transgressions, not just as individuals, but as a whole society. This is the true work that God is calling us to do the true work of upholding the dignity of every single human being, the true work of radical justice for all. Perhaps the call today is to pray Psalm 51 on behalf of us all, that God not simply create in me a clean heart, but also create in all of us a new heart, a clean heart, to renew a right spirit within us all. I pray we join our psalmist to know our transgressions. We can pray that God look for truth deep within us and make us understand wisdom and purge us from our sin. Because in God, there is all mercy, all forgiveness, And perhaps a prayer can be that in three years, when we have this morning, scriptures reading again, our nation will have new stories that we've helped create by the grace of God. Stories of confession, of repentance, of restoration and healing. Pray that there will be a new bookend in my office, perhaps people, joyful people dancing, perhaps some angels singing, because we do need clean hearts. To create in us a clean heart, O oh God. Renew a right spirit within us. Give us the joy of your saving help again and sustain us with your bountiful spirit. Amen.